0: Class, welcome back. Do you have your syllabus? Right? Hey, we're back now. Hey, last week I kind of had to divert from the whole classroom thing, but uh, I really do mean it. We're in a class right now, and uh, this is kind of my curriculum. If you haven't been to step two, you're in the middle of it right now. and uh, So that's the syllabus right there. And uh, I'm going to open up the Word of God now and preach to you. But before I do, I think when I'm teaching that repetition is a good thing. And there's some people that are coming now and joining our class for the first time. They've transferred in. They've switched classes. Ever had to do that? Who's had to do that? Yeah, it's like, I took that class. My son Noah uh, took a class this week and uh, he's like, I already took this class. I don't know what I'm doing here. Am I going to get credit for this class? They're like, no. You're like, I don't want to take it again. I do like being buff. It was weightlifting class, right? I do like being buff, but like, this is ridiculous. I'm not taking it for no credit. So he switched out to health. Ooh, that's fun. (laughs) Let's, Let's think about what we've learned, okay? So we've been through step one. We're now in step two. In step one, we learned about the mission, the vision, and the values, right? And we're kind of now extending the values to the three W's and the four pillars. What's the mission? Somebody stand up in church and say, this is what we're here for, right? Go ahead. Come on now. Okay. Through the fulfillment of the great commission in the spirit of the great commandment. You got it, Matt. Well done. All right. What's the verse for that church? What's the verse class? Yeah, that's good. Listen to all that. Yeah, Matthew, I heard it. A good swell of people saying, okay, so what does it say? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age that's why we're here. That's why I came to church today, right there. That's it. What's the vision, right? So that's why we came, but what do we want to see because we came? What's the vision of our church as we look out across Rochester and the surrounding area? What do we want to see? Somebody tell me. All right, Kendall. Okay, thank you. We want to see people get real. Hey, you know what? You probably have a struggle. Great. We talked about that today. If you're honest with yourself, you're in a good spot. If you're like, no, I'm good. It's all good. Don't tell anybody. Then you got to carry that a while longer. (laughs) But we don't want you to. We want you just to get real, be real, experience a loving God, right? Encounter the amazing God. And what you're going to do is you're going to experience this lasting change. Your life's going to be radically different. It might take some time, eh? It might take some time. Can I get an amen on that? Still taking time here. <laughs> but we're making progress. And it's, I'm different. And that's awesome. All right. So the values, let's get into the step two thing. Worship, walk, work. Right? Worship, walk, work. So I know I skipped the verse for vision. You guys want to get it? Who's got it? Second Corinthians 5.17. All right, somebody's got it. Who's got it? You got it? That's it. Well done, class. All things are passed away. Behold, I'm new, right? The old is past. The new has come. I'm new in Christ. And Satan will try to keep telling you, no, 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 you're that old person. No, 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 you're the flesh. No, 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 you're not that good. Just look Satan in the face and be like, I never said I was good. That's why I, I'm here, right? Is I admitted to Jesus Christ, I'm not good. He knew it already. But I admitted it, and Jesus said, that's great, because I'm going to just cover that. And you're going to live forever with me because of my blood, not because of your good, right? I love that about Jesus. All right. Worship, what is it? A quality disciple, what? This is what I wanted you to remember. Remember, class? A quality disciple worship. worships Christ. Ooh, I like it, okay. In regular participation in a high impact. Worship service, yeah, that's it. All right, so we worship, we walk, and we work, right? These are the three W's. Everybody say it, worship. worship. Walk, walk. walk. Work. work, got it. Okay, this side, worship, this, walk, that, work. Let's go. Worship, walk, work. Oh, that was weak. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought it was going to (laughs) go. Nobody wants to work, right? But we worship, right? And we worship through complete surrender. Like, hey, my life is yours, God. That's worship, right? And then we worship by regularly participating in a high-impact worship service, right? We're not coming to check the box. We're not coming to ho home, twiddle your, you know, maybe you heard me yelling. I, that wasn't some part of the like, planned service, but I'm just like, dude, let's go! And we are in the house of the Lord! Come on! Right? I mean, I just, that sometimes just has to well up in you. Like, are you serious? We get to do this right now? Are you serious? Like, what he just said, are you serious that Jesus is inviting us to the altar? We can lay every stinking thing down and we can walk away forgiven and free. Are you serious right now? Like, you got that, has something that has to like check you right there. Man, I'm like, let's go. And then let's walk. A quality disciple walks with Christ, right? How do we walk with Christ? By practicing spiritual disciplines, personal foot, boom, okay? And then by engaging in an uncommon community, small group, life group, whatever you want to call it, bam. This is how we walk for Christ, walk with Christ. Today we work. Ah. But dude, working is the thing that will drive forward your personal relationship with Jesus Christ more than anything. It will break every, if you've reached the ceiling in your spiritual walk, if you're like, tink, 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 I can't get through, I can't get through. I'm telling you why. It's too much about you, it's not enough about Jesus, and it's definitely not enough about others. If you've reached the ceiling, boom! Boom! boom, boom. Check this first. Are you working for Christ? Okay. Got to check that. You see it. It's on your paper class. A disciple works for Christ by using time, talent, and treasure to build up the church in love. All right, let's look at it. There it is right in front of you. You're gonna, I want you to remember this. A quality disciple works for Christ by using, what are they? Time, talent. talent, treasure. Do you have any time? Yes, God gave you tons. Or he gave you enough that you're here today, right? And all of it's his. He's entrusted it to you. You'll be held accountable for how use His time. Do you have talents? Nobody wants to admit it, but, you know, (laughs) I got a few things. I love people. I'm not even sure that's a talent, but it's a gift from God, right? I just love people. I didn't meet anybody I don't love. I just love them, every one of them. I think I got that from my mom and from Jesus Christ, all right? And it's a talent. It's just something that's there. I should steward it for God's glory. Do you have a talent like that? Something that God's gifted you, and when you do it, God shows up, and people are like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, because God is awesome. And then treasure. Do you have any treasure? You're like, yeah, well, I'm looking at the wallet, and uh, nope. (laughs) Good thing we got all these cards. Don't overuse them. We have treasure. The world tells us how to use our treasure. And I would just like to say to you, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you need to really explore how God calls you, commands you, invites you to use your money. Just a little tidbit on that. We're in kind of like a building search. And we don't want the building to be the main thing. Everybody clear? Not the main thing. Tell your neighbor, it's not the main thing. Because what's the main thing? The mission. The mission to glorify God, right? That's the main thing. So let's not get sidetracked, but we're kind of in this building little thing, and we're kind of crunching the numbers, like what could we get in a financial campaign, and what do we need, and how much is land in Rochester a lot? Just saying. Three letters. DMC. That's a killer. (laughs) All right. So we're crunching the numbers, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, our budget for a year is like 850000 right? You can tell I don't care about numbers. I can't even say them right. It's awesome. I just outed myself. And somebody said to me, it just doesn't make sense, Steve. Like, you know, we have this many people come to our church, and the average income in, you know, household here is 50000 60000 You know, it's really... So if everybody was just given 10%, we wouldn't even have to run a financial campaign, Steve, because if everybody's given 10%, it's like 1.75. You know, it's like 1.8 million, you know? You're like, what? That's like 1 million more than our budget. And so church, I'm coming to you not to like grab more of your money, but just to say to you, like, if you just add it up, it doesn't add up. (laughs) Somebody's not using their treasure for Jesus. Right? If we're going to work for him, time, talent, treasure, all in. Why? Why? Because Steve wants some more money. No, I'm not going to get a pay raise if you give more. I can just guarantee you. Okay? This is not the way it goes. Right? It's to build up the church in love. It's because we can use that money to make more disciples, and the building's a tool to do that. We can use the money that everybody gives, everybody together. It's a collective thing. Nobody giving more than the other. Just like everybody giving their part. We can use that money to build up the church in love. So don't give it if you're not going to give it in love. Clear? A quality disciple worships Christ by using time, talent, and treasure to build up the church in love. Okay, I got a memory verse for that. Somebody want to stand and read it? Go ahead. It's right on the page. Can't miss it. Who's got it? Let's go. Somebody lead. I got it. Whatever you do, got anything you're going to do this weekend on holiday weekend? Anything? Great. Well, when you do it, work heartily. As unto the Lord, not for men. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for your spouse. Do it for the Lord. And with that spirit, you're going to do some amazing things. All right, let's all memorize that verse. Let's just get it on our heart so that when we're out there doing it and it gets really hard, we're like, yeah, well, I'm not doing this for man. I'm doing this for the Lord. And I'm gonna work with all my heart. I'm gonna work heartily as unto the Lord. All right, you got it. That's all the details. So hey, 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 hey. So work, when you get the word work out there, everybody gets kind of like, Egh. all right, so let's just let's just, I'm gonna have you work for me just a little bit. All right, so here's the thing. Nobody's judging. We good with that? Nobody's judging. Nobody's looking at you, Craig, and going, well, he doesn't work, or he does work, or I don't know, and he does this much, and then he doesn't do this much, and his wife does this, and then, you know, it's like stacking it up. We're not comparing ourselves, and we're not judging one another. Everybody clear on that, all right? Jesus Christ is the judge. He's a righteous judge. He's a loving judge. He's a fair judge, and he judges by his word. Clear? Clear? If you want, if you're like, man, then great, I don't have to work at all, then I want you to go read James chapter 2, okay? Go ahead, write it down. James chapter 2, verse 14 through 26. If you're like, great, since we're not judging, I don't have to do anything. Just write down James chapter 2, verse 14 through 26. And you go read that, and you put faith and works together, because if you don't have any works, you got to question your faith. That's what it says, right? Faith without works is dead. Dead people don't live for eternity. Clear? All right. So there it is. Um, So we're going to go after this. We're not judging, but I'm going to give you an opportunity today. You have a response card in hand. I'm going to give you an opportunity today to grow, to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you grow, the church grows. So we're stronger when you're stronger. So let's all grow today, huh? Let's all grow. All right. So everybody stand up. That was work. I was all like laid out. I had all my notes out. It was like, you want me to stand up? This is so hard. See, I want to be crystal clear with what your next step is. Okay. I want to be crystal clear with what you are doing next to grow yourself and to grow the church. Okay. You want to be clear? Clarity in church. Everybody good with clarity in church? All right. Clarity in church. Here it is. Who hasn't been to Guest Encounter yet? Okay? Here's how you're going to show us and yourself that you know where you're at. Who hasn't been, who hasn't walked down the big hallway here, popped in, grabbed a donut and a drink, got a gift card, anyway, and uh, who hasn't introduced themselves to me and to the leaders of our church and heard just a little bit about what Harvest is about? Okay, if you haven't, go ahead and sit down, right? We're not shaming you that's not it. We just want to be very clear about what your next step is. And I'm so excited about your next step. Here it is. You get to go down the hallway and we'll do it today. So this is so cool. You get to take your next step today. If you want to, it's it's your choice. All right. Who hasn't been to step one? Now, if you haven't been to step one, you got to ask yourself, where have I been for the last month? Because I did it right here in church. And if you were here and you didn't fill out one of those cards, you got to ask yourself, am I intelligent? Because I could have got full credit for the class. You could still fill one out. You just got to let us know. All right. So here's the deal. If you've been to step one, right, then that's great. But if you haven't been to step one, I want you to know what your next step is. So I want you to sit down. Okay? Just go ahead. Sit down. You'll go to step one soon. And here's the deal. Step one happens today. This is an amazing day. Our elder board chairman Ed Gull is going to be doing step one right after the service. We're gonna pray with somebody, anoint somebody with oil, and then we're gonna boom right in there and it's gonna be an awesome time, all right? Step one right there through those doors. You won't wanna miss it. And if you just sat down, that's your next step. Is that clear? I mean, it's pretty clear. All right, if you haven't been to step two yet, Or if you're in the middle of it and you haven't completed the class by turning in this response card at the end of today, right? So if you've never gone to step two and completed it, your response is in your hand, right? If you haven't been to step two, if you haven't completed it, go ahead and sit down. right? Okay, Perfect. You're going to take this card. You can fill it out. And today, you can get credit for step two if you've listened to the last two messages, if you've been here. You can go listen online. The forms are there, too. And uh, you can sign up. Okay? All right. Now, here it is. Now, if you've been to step two, I love this category. This category blows my mind. It's awesome. Okay. If you've been to step two, you picked up an application, and you haven't, like, filled it out or had a membership interview yet, come on now just fill out the application, do the interview, right? Okay, that's you. You know now what your next step is. Grab that application, dust it off, fill it out, or get a new one if you need. I got some up here on the, on the uh, uh, that's a chair. Um, it, yeah, that thing right there. It's a stool chair. And uh, there's some right there in that folder. You can grab one, you can write it, fill it out. We can get you a membership interview. That's your next step, all right? So if you have never filled out an application, if you've never had an interview, go ahead and have have a seat. All right. That is your next step. Okay. Is it clear? It's so clear. All right. No, no, no. I got to keep going. So maybe you've done all that and you had a membership interview, but there was like something that needed to happen, right? Like you're like, yeah, we want to take a little time. Or you're like, hey, I need a little time. I'm not sure if this is the right church for me. That's fine right? We want you to be in a healthy, vibrant, growing church. If it's not here, we'll walk you to any other church. It'd be awesome. We love you, right? So there is that category. So if if for some reason you haven't sat down yet and you're not a member, now would be a good time to sit down, all right? So if you're not a member of our church, go ahead and have a seat. Now, if you're a member of our church, here's the deal. I just have to say this. Thank you. Thank you for working so hard. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for pouring all out in this body. It's so God honoring to do what you're doing. It's amazing. And you know what? It's you doing that that makes this church what it is, right? Pastor, no pastor, worship leader, no worship leader. It doesn't matter. The staff is not the church, it's the people. And it's the people that are most committed to the mission, vision, and values that are signed up on the die line saying, I will do this. I will worship, walk, and work until Jesus Christ comes back because I am wanting to be a quality disciple. This is awesome. God is awesome in you. I see it. I value it. It's amazing. Keep going hard after it. Okay? You're working for Christ. So when I preach now, don't beat yourself up, all right? Is that cool? And don't, just, you know, We're going to preach from God's word to encourage you and inspire you to keep going. All right, you guys can have a seat. Thank you for serving the Lord. All right, now, everybody knows what their next step is? Those guys that just sat down, their next step is to persevere, is to keep going, is to go stronger, harder this week than ever before. All right, now, with that in mind... What I'm hoping to do, what I'm really, really hoping to do, and the goal, it's just a goal, but it'd be awesome to attain it, is on our anniversary service on October 7th, if you needed to go to Guest Encounter Step 1, Step 2, or fill an application and, you know, be a member, whatever, if you needed to get in to Worship Walk Working, my goal is to have as many people I want, I want to have so many people it has to be like more than one sheet you know what I mean? Like, or we have to do it in small font so you can hardly see it. Because when we all get together and pull load, it's a lot easier. Many hands make light work. And that's the beauty of the church. All right? So I'm hoping that you will kind of take some steps, get through the membership process, become a member, have an interview, and we'll have your name on a sheet on October 7th. That's what we're going for. What, 50 people, 100 people? What would it be? I don't know. Let God do it. I don't have a number on it. I just saying we're going to put a sheet in the bulletin. You'll see how we did. Right? Let's do it, class. Let's go after it. All right. Now, open your Bible. John chapter four. Because no matter what step you need to take next, I know who your example is. I know who you should be following. It's not my words. It's the example of Jesus Christ. All right? So, Jesus Christ has set for us a great example and I want you to see it here in scripture in John chapter 4. Has anybody heard of the woman at the well? Anybody raise your hand if you heard about the woman at the well? Great. That's in this chapter. I'm not going to preach that but that's the context so I got to say a few things about it. Look at John 4 verse 1. Now I want you to get into the text. I want you to really feel what Jesus feels, Okay. You're like, how am I going to do that? Well, just read the words and like, just think about how would I feel if that happened to me. All right? Here it is. If you're ready, say you're ready. All right, good. We're going. Okay, John 4, 1. Now when Jesus learned, Jesus was a learner. When he learned, when he understood that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making more disciples and baptizing more disciples than John the Baptist, I love this parenthesis right here. But Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples. Why was that exactly? Because the mission says, go, baptize, teach. I was thinking about that this week, and I was like, man, why do I baptize everybody? That's just not right, right? Like, y'all should be baptizing people, right? So we have a baptism on September 30th. I'm praying that you will be in the tank with somebody that you've led to the Lord who wants to identify with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, wants to say, like, hey, got what happened inside of me? It's happening outside. I was once dead, right? Boom. I'm dead to this, and I'm alive in Christ, the old new. So Jesus is like, hey, I'll baptize my disciples, and then they're going to baptize their disciples, and we're all following Jesus, right? That's pretty clear. I'm not following Bill because he baptized me. I'm following Jesus, right? Thanks, Bill, for helping me get on my road. You'll see it here in the text in just a second. I just love that little piece there. So he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. Now, why would you set up a church and you're killing it? You're baptizing more than anybody else. And then you're like, yeah, we got to leave town. Why would you do that? And how would you feel if you did do that? I think Jesus is like, dude, what up, God? Father, really? Yeah, no, Jesus was perfect. He probably didn't question his father. But man, I'm thinking if I was in that, those shoes, I'd be like, we are rocking it right now. Why would we leave this? It doesn't make sense. And it says, and he had to pass through Samaria, which is not a normal thing. Jews hated Samaritans. They would walk all the way around just so they didn't have to go through. So Jesus had a successful ministry. He like, hey, we gotta go somewhere else. Jesus had to go through. God was like, you gotta go this way on this route, all right? And then, so he came to the town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus wearied He was human, he was tired, wearied, as though, as he was from the journey, was sitting beside the well, it was about the sixth hour, that's noon o'clock, okay, it was noon, right, high sun, right, that's what it was, so Jesus is leaving a successful thing, going to a specific place because God's like this road, right, and, and he's tired, Can I get an amen? Anybody that's working for the Lord? He's tired. That's the context. And he sits down by the well, and the woman comes, and he's like, I'm not going to preach this now. I'll preach it in a few weeks when we get to adoration, one of our values. But he's like, hey, let's talk about worship, right? And then she's like, whoa, that's deep. And then he's like, she says, well, the Messiah is coming. Someday I'm going to actually get deep in worship. Someday. And he's like, uh, by the way, I am the Messiah. I'm talking to you. Now, I want you to put yourself in that context right now. Jesus is the Messiah, and he's talking to you today. Right? And this is a worship thing. I know we're talking about work, but serving God is worshiping him. Look at verse 27. Verse 27. Look over at verse 27. When we follow the example of Jesus, right? Then we're equipped to do work for Christ, okay? So because of Jesus example, you're going to see it right here. I am equipped to work for Jesus Christ. Here it is. Just then, right? He's just I am I am the Messiah, I am he. And just then the disciples come back. What were they doing? Anybody know what they were doing? Somebody tell me. They're getting food. What kind of food? McDonald's? Chick-fil-A? I just go with flat duels and skip it all. Nah, they're just getting food, right? They're hungry. So it's physical, not spiritual to them. Keep that in mind. They marveled that he was talking with a woman. Why is that so odd? It's a cultural thing. Men wouldn't talk to women, right? Unless it was like their wife. So they're like, no way. And especially a Samaritan. So it's like, double, like, what are you doing, Jesus? (laughs) And they like, what is he doing? But no one said, what do you seek? Why are you asking her? What are you asking her for? Or why are you talking with her? Why? Because they respected Jesus and they knew he must have a reason. So the woman left her water jar. I think it's interesting. She left her water jar. Why did she leave it? Did she get upset and walk out? Could happen. Why did she leave her water jar? Cause she's coming back and she knows she's coming back she's like hey i'm coming back just wait and went away into the town and said to the people i mean this is she just met jesus she's already telling people come see a man really is it a man or god who told me all that i ever did oh yeah that's the god part <laughs> the god man He's a man, but he told me everything. He's like, God, I don't know what's going on. Can this be the Messiah? Can this be Christ? Could we be right now witnessing history? He's like, come and see. They went out of the town and were coming to him. Okay, stop. They went out of the town and they're coming. So they're like, okay, we'll come see. And they're all like walking out, okay? So they're all walking out of the town, white robes on. They're walking out of the towns, walking down the path to the well, Jacob's well. Okay, that's, that's where we leave it. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, okay, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Jesus, eat. Rabbi, master, eat. We brought you food. We went to town. Like, it was hard, man. They're Samaritans. Like, what are we even doing? Like, like eat. But he said to them, listen now loved ones, listen to this. These are the words of Jesus. I have food to eat that you do not know about. What's the first response to that? Like, who gave him food? Is there a McDonald's around the corner? They're all like, where do you get the physical food? And he's like, you do not get it. So if you came here today looking for something physical, you do not get it, right? So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? Did you slip him something? Did you slip him a shake from Chick-fil-A? Yes, you did. Oh, no, he didn't. Jesus said to them, hey, I know you're wondering, so let me just explain it to you clearly. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say, there are yet four months, yet comes the harvest, Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already, the one who reaps is receiving the wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. This is a spiritual thing. Guys, for that sower and reaper may rejoice together. We want the reaper and the sower to rejoice together. For here, the saying holds true. He's going to quote scripture. One sows and other reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the town believed in him. Well, that kind of like, hold on. What happened between verse 38 and 39? Because that's like something happened. Because of the woman's testimony. They believed because of the woman's testimony. She told me all that I ever... He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him... Okay, that's what it is. They asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed. It's like a revival. Because of his word, they said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said and your testimony that we believe for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this indeed is the savior of the world. What a discovery. I'm praying you discover that today. All right, because of Jesus' example, I'm just going to give you four things here. I'm equipped to work for Christ, right? Because of Jesus' example, I'm equipped to work for Christ. Here's, here's four ways, okay? Here it is. First, in verse 34, it says, Jesus said to them, "My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work." Here's the point. I am reminded of my mission. Jesus is like, "I was sent by the Father to do work. That's my mission." I'm reminded Jesus' example reminds me of my mission. What's my mission? Work for God. I'm supposed to work for God. I have an assignment from the Father, Jesus passed down through Jesus Christ, and I'm supposed to work for God. I'm on a mission. He says, my food, that's my sustenance, my fuel, my strength, my energy, it doesn't come from Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or whatever. It comes from doing the will of God. That's where your real energy comes. Now, a week ago, I put up, uh, two weeks ago, when we talk about worship, I put up some things on the screen. I'm going to put it up again. These are how you know God's will. God's will is that rock-solid disciples are these things. Okay, let's put it up. Rock-solid disciples are saved, spirit-filled, sanctified, submissive, suffering. Ooh, don't like those last two. That's what, that's what it is. But I want to add to that two more Write them down, because in this passage, it's clear to me that there are two more things. One, a rock-solid disciple of Jesus Christ is serving others, right? Jesus is serving others, not interested in eating at all. And number seven, look at the woman. She's sharing Jesus with others. So we're called, as disciples of Jesus Christ, to serve others as we serve the Lord, and to share Jesus With anybody that'll listen. That's the will of God. For everyone. (laughs) If you're reading the Bible, it's God's will for you. So there's a simple question there to end this point. What has God called you to do? Serve? Share? But what specifically has He called you to do? And as you look at that little response card, maybe you want to like check some boxes on the side of like, I really like kids. I feel like I should work with kids or I I really like parking. I don't, you know, like I really have gifts in this area. I think it'd be great for greeting. Whatever it is that God's called you to do. Maybe it's like to be a missionary somewhere else. That's great. Be a missionary somewhere else. That's fine. We want to grow you up to do that. That's awesome. A servant serves his master. So notice it's not about me. It's not about what I want to do. It's not about my next thing. It's about what God has for me. Okay, next. Verse 35, look at it just quick. Do you not say, so the answer is, yes, you say this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing you say. There are yet four months and then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Now I want you to put yourself in the story. Jesus is sitting by the well. The disciples are around him. They're like, Rabbi, eat, Rabbi, eat, Rabbi, eat, Rabbi, eat. And the town is back that way. And Jesus says, look. Jesus has a way of opening our eyes, doesn't he? He says, hey, 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 hold on, guys, guys. Stop talking about food. Look. And what do they see? People in droves coming out in white robes. He's not talking about wheat. Wheat. He's not talking about wheat. That's four months later. He's like, don't you say four months? Yeah, but look, there are people coming right now who want to hear about me. Look, right now. And so the second point is I am challenged by the timing. Work for Christ now. I don't want to work for Christ now. I'm not ready yet there's lots of excuses. It says four months, right? Four months. That's the excuse. Anybody have that excuse? Four months. In four months, I'm going to do it. When it's harvest time, I'll get working. I have excuses. You have excuses too? Here's a couple. I'm not ready. Why? Because I'm not healthy. I need to grow first. Really? Really? Someday I'll do it. Someday I'll share Jesus Christ. Someday I'll serve others with the talents that God gave me at salvation. Come on. No excuses, man. If you want to talk about physical work, great. You can wait a while. Learn a skill, figure it out. But we're talking about spiritual work here. We're talking about working in the church, right? So the time is now to roll up your spiritual sleeves Yeah, maybe you do need to get in the word so you have something to pour out. That's great, then get in the word. That's what's expected of us, that we would get nourished by Jesus. Jesus is like lovingly nourishing us every day. People are ready to hear the gospel. I don't know if you know this, but I look out on your faces every week and I see how hungry you are. And I go throughout Rochester and I look and I see how lost people are how they're searching for the next high, the next thing, the next whatever, and and it's not working. And they're like, what's the answer? And we have the answer. And not all of them will listen. I understand that. But we still got to tell them in love. Jesus is the answer to everything that ails you. He just is. I want you to picture something. I love to paint vision over you. I want you, I used to like stand out on the steps of Kellogg Middle School and I'd look out over the city. And it's such a cool view. Come in early in the morning and just pray over the city, okay? Just come pray. Just come early. That can be your service. There you go. And if you look to the right and you take a step out, you can see down this street all the way to Broadway. Can you picture this? people in droves walking up that road to hear about Jesus Christ. Can you picture that? I don't care where we meet, but you've got to have a vision in your head of people coming, and you being ready to greet them the way Christ has greeted us, to serve them the way Christ has served us, to love them the way Christ has loved us. Right? We always say worship one, work one. Why? Because people that are coming for the first time are only going to worship one. And it's okay. That's what we want for them. But if you're committed here, we want more for you because it's going to grow you and it's going to help them get to the spot where they can grow too. All right, this third one from the next verse. Verse 36, read it here. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. So he's like, I can't believe this. Jesus is like, whoa! See, I thought it was gonna be like Acts 2. But look at, already we're receiving wages, right? We're getting paid back for suffering. For coming down to earth. For going to the cross. Look it. They're coming already. We're going to see fruit for this. We're going to rejoice together. Jesus is like exhorting these disciples. Let's go to ministry. They're like, dude, we haven't eaten yet. He's like, dude, who cares? Let's go. Let's go do this. I love how Jesus does that. In Acts, there was 3,000 added in chapter 2. 5,000 men were counted in chapter 4. And then by the end of chapter 4, it was like the full number. Right? We can't even keep track anymore. And Jesus must have known, like, that's coming, right? But look at this already. we got a mini revival. And I just sowed some seed with this lady, and now you get to reap all this fruit. And think about the Old Testament. All these prophets from Moses all the way through. They sowed seed all the way. And now we're here reaping that seed in Jesus' name. I love it. Got to ask you this. Have you ever experienced fruit and joy? Have you experienced the fruit of your labor? Have you experienced the joy that comes from serving Christ? Because when you've experienced that, dude, you will come back for more again and again and again. Even when you're tired, you will come back and you'll be like, but I know God's going to do something cool today. I trust that he has something planned. Verse 37 and 38, last point. Did I even say the third point? Okay, thanks for telling me, class. Nobody was going to tell me, were they? Nobody likes to correct the professor. I get it. I am encouraged by the results. I am encouraged by the results. Work for Christ to produce fruit and experience joy. Work for Christ to produce fruit and experience joy. I am encouraged by the results. So first thing, I am reminded of the mission. Work for Christ, right? Second thing, I am challenged by the timing. It's now, Right? It's like, I didn't want to sign up today. I wanted to sign up like in a few months. It's now. Jesus says, the fields are ripe. Let's go. And then three, I am encouraged by the results. Work for Christ to produce fruit and experience joy. If you were here and you were on our core team and you look around, or if you came even in 2012, like, look around. Like, you've experienced the fruit of the labor, right? Uh, It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. This last point, I am sent to work hard. I am sent to work hard. Work for Christ even when it's hard. You're like, it's too hard, I don't know. Work for Christ even when it's hard. He says this right here in verse 37. For, there, for here the saying is, holds true. One sows and other reaps. I sent you to reap for which you did not labor. The word labor there is interesting. I'm just gonna read it for you for my notes. To labor, to toil, to travail trouble, (laughs) uneasiness, but it's used to denote not so much the actual exertion which a man makes, but the weariness with which he experiences, right? The weariness with which he experiences from that uh, exertion, right? So this isn't just about the exertion, that's hard work, right? But it's about the feeling i get afterwards it's the weariness i get from it that's why i had you guys stand remember i know you're weary right too little people doing too much work that's why we need to exhort everybody else come on let's go let's do this together right but you know what weariness is how we should feel that's a good tired that's a good tired that's when you've worked out at the gym and you get up the next day and you're like "Ooh, i got muscles you have to go back to the gym or it's going to hurt worse, right? You have to go back. You have to do it again and again. It's a good tired. It's a good feeling. I'm tired, but it's a feeling of fulfillment in my tired. Well done, church. Well done for serving the Lord. All right. I am sent to work hard. Keep, keep reading. Uh, chapter uh, 4, verse 37. I, verse 38. I sent you to reap for that which you did not labor. Others have labored, like Moses and the prophets and me. Uh, you know, He's like, gee, I did that just a second ago. And you have entered into their labor. You've entered in. Now you're part of the work. See, some people start the work and some people finish the work, but we all rejoice together in heaven. Do you know that? There's some people here that started planning the church. They're not even here anymore. They might have moved away. Or they might be at a different church, it doesn't matter. But they started this, you know? There was 47 adults that said, we want to be a church and we're going to plant this thing October 2nd, 2011. And they're like, we're all in, push the chips in. And people showed up. And we kept working. We were on a rotation. We always said this when we planted the church, serve where your faith family needs you. And then someday you'll serve where you're gifted. Right? That's what, and we want that culture still today. That I would do whatever's required, whatever I need to do for the church, and then hopefully serve in my gifted area as we go. So 47 people said, hey, I'll get on a rotation. Here was the rotation. It was a six week rotation. We only had one service, so when you served in children's, in kids, you didn't, you didn't go to church. You had to watch online or listen online. Two weeks in kids. Two weeks on the welcome team, ushering, greeting, parking, whatever it was. Two weeks going to church. And by going to church, I don't mean sitting there. I mean you're inviting your friends because that's your only opportunity to do it in that six weeks. So get your, get your friends here on those two weeks and come worship your face off. That was the rotation we had. And everybody did it. They were all in. It's pretty cool, isn't it? It was hard work. It about burn people out. We went to an eight-week rotation. It was much better, much healthier, a couple years later. And now we have no rotation at all. Why? Because we're big enough where we can serve where we're gifted, except for when gifted people don't serve. Now think about that. You've been given a gift from God. And so I just am here not to judge but to give you an opportunity to use your gifts for the Father. He has you on a mission. He loves you very much. He wants to see you do it, right? He wants to see you do it. Go after it. Go hard after it. Write down these verses. I can't state them to you. I'll just give you the first one. Colossians 1, 28 and 29. Forget it. We're going to keep going. The word of God is sharp and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, right? I'm going to give you these verses because they matter and because they're going to prepare your heart for what I'm going to ask you to do. Here they are. We proclaim, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone. That's what I'm doing. With all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That's what I want to do. I want to present you mature in Christ someday. When I stand before Jesus, I'm like, God, these are the people you gave me. They're mature. For this I toil there's a hard word. It's a hard work. Struggling with all his energy that he works powerfully in me. It's his energy. Do you see that? It's not my energy. It's his energy working through me. All right. And then the next one, Ephesians chapter 4. He gave the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the shepherds and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I'm trying to do that today for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of Jesus, the Son of God. Do you know about Jesus? Now, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus. So if you know about Jesus, that's great. You're saved. You've, you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's great. Now do you know about Jesus, right? It's like, all that he says, all that he is, all that he has for you, that's what we're going for, the fullness of Christ. And then the next verse, just a couple of verses down, uh, verse 16 says, from whom the whole body, look around you, this is a body of believers, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint, you're a joint if you're here, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, right? That's it, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's what we're going for. Each part, doing its proper thing, whatever they came to church to do today, whatever they kind of signed up for, and doing it for God. And then Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. I just want to say this to anybody that's skeptical right now. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Working's a big deal, folks. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as you have opportunity, that's the word I'm using. I'm giving you an opportunity. As you have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. Everybody out there in Rochester, and especially to those who are of the household of faith, especially to believers in this church and other churches, especially we want to do good to them. All right, here it is. I'm asking for this. Get your response card out. Write your name on it. I want everybody to turn it in. We're going to have a second offering, right? And it's not for money. (laughs) Time, talent, and treasure, right? Give back to the Lord. Again, you're not forced to do this. No coercion, right? Like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Uh, Whatever. But I would like everyone who calls Harvest Bible Chapel their home to, like, participate. Write your name on it. Take a second while we're singing here to, like, check some things off here. Look over it now. This is a God moment for your life, right here. This is the moment where you might break through the ceiling of, like, apathy. Where, like, church is about me versus church is about us, right? And church is about God. And so this is a big moment. Jesus says, I sent you to sow and to reap. He says, I sent you to use your gifts, to share your experience, and to tell your story. That's what I sent you to do. So the question is, how am I being used? I had to ask this question to myself. I would never ask you to do something I'm not going to do. How am I being used to build up the body of Jesus Christ in love? How am I being used to build up the body of Jesus Christ in love? That's what I have to ask myself. And then I want to answer that. We need to evaluate our own life today and then respond with a biblical answer, right? This isn't a message for someone else. It's not like, well, I hope she got that. I hope he got that. No, it's like, I hope I get this. What is my role outside the church? Share Jesus. What is my role inside the church? Serve Jesus by serving each other. It's so clear. It's so clear in scripture. We can be obedient or disobedient to God's commands. I know there's timing, there's time to work, there's a time for this, there's a time for that. I get it, there's some circumstances, you're in this or that, residents. I mean, I meet all these residents. <laughs> like they're gonna have to have a lot smaller serving role because it's, it's demanding so much of them outside, but they can use all that outside time to share Jesus, right? So not everybody's, everybody's created equal, but not everybody's gonna be serving at the same rate in the same season. How do I get started then, Steve? I want to do it. All right, we'll fill out this card and put it in the offering. Guys, ushers, come on down. I'm going to pray that we would respond not to my message, but to God's heart and the Holy Spirit's work in your own life. Don't put this card in for me. Ask the Lord what you should do and then listen to him. Father, help us to work for your son Jesus Christ by serving in the church and building it up in love God help it to come from the inside out help us to serve you because we want to because you're so amazing in our life because we've met with you in the morning because we've gotten filled up by your spirit and we're now ready to pour so as we give back to you I pray that you would be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord Amen.